Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. I want to welcome, first of all, I want to say Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. This is my first live show of 2021, the beginning of Season 16. Season 16 of the Dadon Tolbert Show. It's been a minute, guys. It's been a minute. I want to just, you know, say um, this has been a challenging year for many, um, a horrible year for many, a blessed year for many. Um, but um, whatever it was for you, um, you know, I'm happy that you guys are here. I'm happy that um, we are here together. Um, and, um, yeah, I hope tw- hopefully 2021 can be, you know, a little different. You know what I'm saying? A little a little um, just different. You know what I'm saying? For me personally, it was an up and down year, 2020. Um, but um, at the end of the day, we're all blessed. So, what I want to do uh, today is um, I want to talk about a couple things, or several things. Um, Donald Trump, I want to talk about the impeachment um, proceedings. Um, I want to talk about uh, the pandemic, the vaccine. I want to talk about the raid on the Capitol. Um, so, yeah, I just want to talk about a lot of stuff. There's a lot of, lot of things going on in the media. Um, I haven't been live for a little while, um, so I want to take a minute and say, uh, thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday back on uh, December 3rd. You know, a lot of lot of love was shown, so I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, let's jump. Also, too, um, before I jump into it, I want to say uh, rest in peace to Eric Jerome Dickey. Um, uh, many of you guys know, best-selling author, many, you know, too many books to name. But specifically, I want to just say rest in peace to him because he is who – is one of the authors who really inspired me to write, you know, and not not just write, but specifically write um, how I write. I don't know if you guys have read, uh, read my book, The Love We Had, um, and, you know, some other things that I've put out. But, you know, he was just a very influential um, writer to me. And then, ironically, one of the few black best-selling authors that I haven't been able to have on this show. So it's one of the things I regret, but, um, you know, over the years. But, yeah, definitely, um, you know, let's jump into it, guys. So, first of you know, this being 2021, I I put on Facebook, I said, you know, let's leave all negative people, situations, entanglements, you know, anything in 2020 and start let let 2020 uh 2021 be a year filled with new beginnings. And I don't care if that's, you know, spiritually, um family, goals, um just anything. Just let it be positive. You know, politics, we talk so much about um what we see on the news. We talk so much about what we see going on around us. A lot of times we forget the things that are actually important. You know what I mean? It's like family and friends and um, those who really care about you. We get so caught up in social media. You know, I say this, you know, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're arguing with people and debating with people and fighting with people on, online, they don't have to follow you. You don't have to follow them. A lot of this, this conflict and stress that you find can be eliminated and should be eliminated. Get rid of those fake friends, those fake followers, people who, you know, follow you just to be 
be able to argue, like, get rid of those people. So, in fact, I said online, I said, if you're grown, you're way too old to be stressing about who likes or doesn't like you. You know, stop it. So, um, let's let's jump into it, though. I, I want to talk, let me see, I want to start out with talking about the media. Because let's be honest, when we talk about politics, we talk about Trump, we talk about we saw the raid on the Capitol, everything that we see has to first, is, first of all, is going to be presented to us online, on TV, online, on the radio. And, and that, we have to understand, is being controlled. It's being fed to us very deliberately, right? And so one of the things that I said online on Facebook the other day, I said that just because something is presented on the news as fact does not mean that it's necessarily the truth. You know what I'm saying? I put hashtag stay woke. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate that we have to say it like that, but the reality is some people really look at the news, they look at CNN, they look at Fox News, and they say, wow, this is exactly what it is. And I was just talking to some people about how I miss the old days, right? I miss the old days where we could turn on the news and actually get the news. Not a whole bunch of opinions, not a liberal agenda, not a conservative agenda being shoved down our throats, but actually listen to Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, Dan Rather, just tell you what's actually happening. You know what I mean? And now, instead of those three, we've got Anderson Cooper, you know what I mean, Don Lemon, you know, blatant, clearly biased, you know, um, and, and, and whoever's on Fox News. I don't watch Fox News to be able to say who's on. I don't even really watch any of this stuff, but just, you know what I'm saying, those are just some names that pop out at me. But I would just encourage people to form your own opinions you know, instead of allowing your opinion, <clears throat> excuse me, your opinions to be formed for you, you know, by the by the the media, by the by the the powers that be designed to influence the masses. Let's, you know, like I said, I want to talk about all this stuff. I want to I want to break it down. I want to break it all down for y'all. We are we are in a pandemic, right? And I. I haven't said a lot about the pandemic. I mean, we've got to wear masks. You know, we have to be safe. We have to wash our hands. We have to be careful, you know. Um, and, and these are all true. I know a lot. I know people who died from COVID. I know people who've been sick from COVID. Um, I know people who've been recovered. But, the, you know, we got to look at the reality. The rea- there is a pandemic. But the reality here is that this pandemic, most people – are recovering, right? I believe there's a 99 or something like a 99.9% survival rate if you get COVID. Like, most people are going to survive, okay? Yes, granted, there have been a lot of people that have died, but most people infected with COVID will recover from COVID. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a fact. That's not, you know what I mean? That's actually the case. Most, listen to what I'm saying. Most people that get it will recover. And so what we have to do is I would encourage people to don't live in fear. I don't live in fear, and you shouldn't either. You know, do, do what you always do. Do what you normally do. 
be careful. Take you should all everything they they, they haven't said to do anything that I haven't already been trying to do. Wash your hands, you know, be careful, um, take care of yourself. But at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about real quick. People are running out to Chick-fil-A. You drive down Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, McDonald's, the line is around the corner, right? People eat so horribly. The things that you put into your body are far worse than the risks of COVID. It, they are. Because what, you, because what we're talking about is if you haven't, that's what I'm saying, if you have an unhealthy lifestyle, you don't work out, you eat horribly, you're running around not sleeping, you're working 24-7, you have a greater risk of heart disease, strokes, diabetes than you do from catching COVID. And even if you do catch COVID, that's, you're going to get it and you're going to recover from it if you're like most people. But if you have an unhealthy lifestyle, you're going to die. You, you see what I'm saying? And the effects on your body will be worse. So, And, and I just want to encourage people to think about these things. Like people talking about this, the, the, the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Everyone, I mean, me, me personally, I don't, I don't plan on getting the vaccine. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have not gotten a flu, a flu vaccine. Um, unless they tell me it's mandatory, then I'm not getting it. I don't get the flu. I haven't gotten COVID. Go figure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just so, but you guys do what you do, but whatever you do, don't live in fear. We let, we have a society, we have a media, we have a government that literally thrives on people living in fear. That's that's their job is to instill fear fear in the people. Because when you live in fear, you, you you tune into the news, and when you're glued to the TV, when you're glued to your phone, that's when they can control you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I said, they're not they're not going to tell you that 99% of the people recover from COVID. You're never going to see that statistic. What are they going to tell you? They're going to tell you all the people that died from COVID. Well, why don't they tell you all the people who recover from COVID? Why don't they tell you the actual survival rate? Because that's not that doesn't help the the narrative. So, um, so there's that. That's that's my you know I haven't said a lot about the pandemic. That's my soapbox about that. Um, let's talk about. I haven't been live. I, the last live show I did was my election day special where I talked about. Uh, I don't. I think uh, it was leading up to the election. Check it out. Check it out. It's online. DaydownToberShow.com. iTunes. iHeartRadio. You know, Blog Talk Radio. All that good stuff, podcast. And the election was I mean, that's the that's the debate right now. This whole thing is that's going on. Everything that we see is about, you know, election fraud. Was there election fraud? And a lot of people believe that there was fraud in the election. So Donald Trump has encouraged people, he's been filing a bunch of lawsuits. He's been encouraging people to protest and, you know, let their voices be heard. And I want to talk a lot about that. I want to talk about the First Amendment. I want to talk about, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've seen play out over the last month or so, or a couple months or so. But the reality is we need to understand there, it's not, this isn't, there's not a question of was there voter fraud. Okay, that's not a question. 
there, it's, it's been proven that we have a flawed, um, a corrupt, a uh, racist, all types of, you know, but when you talk about voter suppression, a lot of stuff that uh, Stacey Abrams has been working um, for down south and, and around the country. So voter fraud and, and voter suppression, these are actual things. I mean, we go if you go back, I mean, we, you know, it's just not as blatant. But we weren't even allowed to vote, and even when we were allowed to vote, when we when we became when we got the right to vote, there was still all types of attempts to um, take away our votes, to suppress our votes, you know, intimidate us from from being able to vote. So, you know. You just have to look at the big picture. I mean, voter fraud, so there's all types of voter fraud, okay? There's fraudulent activity going on. There's racist activity going on. So that's not a question of does it go on. We, it's just a matter of trying to figure out in which way or which ways has it gone on. Was there a voter fraud, was, and, and, you know, voter suppression in this election? You, you're damn right. Was there voter fraud and voter suppression in Obama's election? You're damn right. There's all. There's never not been a, a a corrupt and fraudulent election in this country. The question is, is just the result. Who did your person end up winning? Because that ultimately is what determines who how you feel about whether or not there was fraud or not. You know, nobody cared when when people suppressed the votes in the Obama election. It was like, oh, there's voter fraud. Oh, they did this. They did that. You know what I'm saying? You look at the, going back to Bush and Gore and all that stuff. And look at Florida. Oh, there's voter fraud, voter suppression. When Obama won, all types of stuff. Oh, the voter fraud. But now, when Trump lost, it's like, oh no, there's there's no fraud. There's no fraud. Everything was fine. This was a, a fair and just election. Come on, there's always been fraud. This is a, a fraudulent system. Anyone who thinks the the United States government is not fraudulent doesn't know American politics. You're living in a, in a, in a bubble somewhere. If you think this this system that we have is not um, corrupt. Bernie Sanders has said it's corrupt. Barack Obama has said it's corrupt. Um, any politician who's able, who's willing, Donald Trump has said it's corrupt. You know, everyone was, you know, will say it's corrupt. So for for anyone to think that this system is not corrupt doesn't know the system. All right, so that's the, that's that. Now here's the here's the problem. Can it be proven? Uh, it looks like if you look at it, it's, you know, voter fraud is never really proven. It's not. I mean, you might see little isolated incidents, but on a large scale, you know, you're not really going to have, you know, proof. When you're talking about the powers that be, the establishment, corporations, billionaires, the same billionaires that control the media, that ultimately control the government, you're never, you know, so you're not going to turn on CNN and see proof that there was voter fraud. That's just not how it works. If, if I'm just, this is a big if, if there was a plan to defraud Donald Trump out of this election, you know what I'm saying? You know, and that's the that goes very high up. You're not there's not going to be proof. Let me ask you a question. How many? A lot of y'all I know watch Scandal with a uh, uh, who was it? Olivia Pope, Kerry Washington played that character. Does it, if you watch that that show? You guys remember it? I didn't really. I watched it kind of in and out. My wife watched it more than me. And I would kind of tune in every once in a while. But there was a storyline on that show where Fitz essentially stole the election, right? Like he stole the election. There was a thing with the with the you know the voter the voting machines, and 
he basically won when he wasn't supposed to win, if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me correctly. So if you look, and I'm, that's just an example, but he was still the president. There was not this whole big thing, but they actually stole the election. So I just want people to understand, don't just look at the media. Don't just turn on fraudulent CNN and be like, oh, yeah, there's no fraud. And just because they say there was no fraud, don't just take that as gospel. Like, oh, yeah, there was no fraud. Oh, yeah, everything was fine. There's always fraud. And not to be the dead horse, but I just, you know, there's so many mindless zombies walking around out here thinking that everything that they see on the media and in the news is correct and is truthful. Guys, the media, 90% of the things you see on the news are lies. You guys know that, right? It's all about ad dollars, ratings. None of this stuff is real. This stuff has all been predetermined. You think they didn't know how this whole thing was going to play out? Let me tell you all something real quick. Let me just, because I haven't talked about this, but I think it's important for people to really understand this. It, the whole, this whole thing really makes no sense whatsoever. From on so many levels. So we have this pandemic, right? There's a pandemic, so you gotta stay in the house, you know, you can't touch anybody, don't talk to anybody, don't come out without your mask. You you gotta work from home. Everybody's gotta work from home. You know what I'm saying? But somebody gets killed, George Floyd gets killed or someone gets shot or something happens. Um, and we have to riot, we have to protest. And then at that point, the masks go out the window. It's now okay, everybody's fine. It's not a big deal to be out and about and be in close proximity to people. I mean, I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, is that a thing or is it not a thing? You know, is COVID real or is it not? We know it's real. But the, is the fear of it real? Is the fear is real when they want it to be real? Because when everyone Black Lives Matter, so let's let's you know let's riot and storm the the uh, you know down in Atlanta. They were they were they stormed the CNN building, you know, and they they turned you know burned police cars and all types of stuff and and pro, even the peaceful protests, everything was fine. But when it's time to vote. We have to vote by mail. We can't. We can't go to the polls. You can have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people joined in hands and locking arms and protesting a particular cause, but when it's time to vote, we got to do it by mail. We got to. We got to do the, the mail-in ballots because we can't. God forbid you can't wear your mask to the polls. You got to send your mail your, your ballot in. If you, you're going to catch COVID, if you go to the polls in a little booth. By yourself, with a mask on, COVID is is such a problem that we've got to vote through through mail. Let me ask you a question: How many of you guys voted with the mail-in ballot? So, if you voted with the mail-in ballot, how did you do it? Did you did they was it like something where you had to scan your ID, or was somebody there to verify that you actually were the one that? Receive that mail-in ballot, or I, I'm just asking these questions. Like, how did you do it? What did your daughter do it, or your son do it, or your friend do it for you? Or did a stranger find your ballot and send it in themselves, pretending to be you? I'm just asking these questions. How did you do it? How did it work for you? 
because I have a, a P.O. box, or not a P.O. box, like a, uh, my, my mail comes to, you know, like the UPS store. You know what I'm saying? Packages and all that stuff. And I'm just I'm just wondering, I'm assuming that's how you guys got your mail-in ballots. So the whole thing, I mean, like, first, first of all, normally when you go to a, you go to vote, you go into an actual polling place, you have to have your ID. There are people there with the task of verifying that it's you. You sign something, you show your ID, you go in, you do what you do. But this whole mailing thing is a little different, isn't it? It's, it's not as secure. It's not as verifiable. It could have been anybody filling that stuff out, right? Because if you, whatever you, listen to what I'm saying, dude, whatever you filled out, however you wrote it in, whatever you wrote on that ballot and sent in, could that have been duplicated? Is your signature authentic? Has it been authenticated? Is it verifiable? So who's, I'm just asking a question. So, so who's to say that those ballots, those millions and millions and millions and millions of mail-in ballots couldn't be duplicated or fabricated. I, and I'm just asking questions. How? Because we as a community historically don't vote, right? I mean, we don't. I mean, if you look at mo- most black people don't vote. And when I say most, people may hear that and be like, whoa, what are you talking about? That's not true. Well, I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking statistically. Less than half, according to the census, less than half of all African-American people are not registered to vote. Right? I mean, that's, that's actually the case. Less than half are, re- are even registered to vote. Less than half. So let's just say it's 40%. Let's be generous and say that 40% of black folk are registered to vote. How, what percentage actually vote? Now, Obama brought out a high percentage of those, of that less than half, and even more, and less, fewer than that voted for, or, for Trump or voted in that election when Trump got elected. But we're still talking about less than half. So what that means is that there are a lot of, potential, there's a lot of potential for fraud there. There is, right? Because if you, let's just say you're registered to vote, but you didn't vote. Let's just, I'm just saying, you know, devil's, playing devil's advocate. Let's just say you're registered to vote, but you didn't vote. Millions of black and white people did not vote who were registered to vote. So what happens, let's just say hypothetically, you you registered, but somebody wanted to fabricate and and duplicate, I guess those votes through mail in ballots. It, would that be possible to do? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Would that be possible? I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just saying, would that be possible to do, based on the system that they put in place for the mail in ballots to fabricate votes, millions of votes in fact. It's possible, right? Absolutely. It's not out of the question. If someone thinks that's out of the question, let me know. Because it's certainly not out of the question. It's very possible that that that, that actually happened. Did it happen? I don't know. But to suggest that there's no chance of that happening whatsoever, that millions of votes 
from registered voters who just happen to not actually vote. Is there proof of that happening? No, there's no I mean, I haven't seen any proof. But it's possible. And that's all I want to do is start the conversation because we live in a flawed society. We live in a corrupt and fraudulent society. So anyone who thinks that this government, you know what I mean? Look at Tuskegee, the Tuskegee experiment. Look at so many. I mean, the list goes on and on. Why do people trust this government so much? Why do people put their trust in elected, corrupt elected officials? I don't care if you love Trump. I don't care if you love Obama. Why do you love these people like they're not all part of the same corrupt government we've always had since we were young kids and even prior to us? We live in America. When did when just because you have a black president just because oh you think let me ask you a question let me just ask you a question real quick who I'm, why do so many people think Joe Biden is not <laughs> first of all why do people think he's not racist that's the first question I have why do people think given his his history his treatment of Anita Hill given his his um, legislation that he was in support of. So many different things, blatant racist statements, many of them. Why do people think Joe Biden is not racist? But that's the, that's the first question. The second question is why do people trust any president? Why are you putting your trust in something? I get that, you know, if you compare him to Trump, then you, you know what I mean, then that would possibly make Joe Biden look better. I get that. But that doesn't mean he's great. That doesn't mean you should love him. doesn't mean you should trust him. You know, and I'm just wondering, I'm just, I talk to people. And it's like, it's fine if you're like, yo, I don't trust no president, and you shouldn't. But it's like, you, some people love this dude. Like, and I, okay, I get it. Okay, you loved Obama. Cool. But why the heck? Y'all about to make me curse. Why the heck do you love Joe Biden like you loved Obama? It makes no sense. Joe Biden is not Obama. And Obama wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination from my perspective. But Joe Biden ain't Obama. What has Joe Biden done? Why are you so happy? And if and if and if and if getting Trump out of office, if your hatred for Trump is 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 so, was so great that anybody else, okay, cool, I can get that. But please don't try to sell me on the greatness of Joe Biden because it's ridiculous. Okay. Now, what we have to also understand is that. When we talk about the media, not we talked earlier about how they have an agenda to influence and, and bias and push it, you know, just push a particular agenda, you know, to to deceive the masses. That's and, and allow us and cause us to live in fear, designed for ad dollars, ratings, and, and other things, financial profit. It's all about financial profit. We have to understand that we have. First of all, we have people put in place, put in positions of power and influence for that sole purpose of of pushing a race war. They want us to be fighting each other. They want brothers to be fighting brothers, sisters to be fighting sisters, black to be fighting white, um, Republicans to be fighting Democrats, liberals versus conservatives. That is the agenda. Why? Have you ever heard of this statement, um, divide and conquer? You know, because what happens is when you have unity, there's power in unity, right? 
But when you have division, you're weak. And so the goal of the government, because there is this sinister agenda in place that's always been in place against us, we are weakened. We have no uh, power or ability to fight the system like we used to back in the day when we were truly unified as a people, when you had a unified African-American group to fight civil, uh, civil rights, to fight slavery. We were unified back then. Now, we, somebody brainwashed us into thinking we have to be separated into conservatives versus liberals. I don't know when that started. Back in the day, it was just fight the power, fight the system, fuck the police. Excuse my language, but that's what it was back in the day. There's not that unification right now. I don't, me personally, I never, I was raised like that. I was raised as, to look at the government as being corrupt. It wasn't Republicans are corrupt. It wasn't Democrats are corrupt. It was the government is corrupt, period. They're all controlled by the same people, so why are we fighting each other? Let me move on from that because there's a, I have a lot of stuff, that, a lot of things I want to talk about. We have to be, let me just say this. We have to be careful when we, say, when we make statements because a lot of the statements that we make are literally playing right into the agenda. For example, I've been having conversations with people, and a lot of times people say, well, I hate white people. I hate all white people, right? Some people say, I'm sure there's a lot of racists say, I hate these fucking niggers, you know? And, and, and there's really no difference. You know, obviously there's a difference, you know, based on who's saying it. But at the end of the day, that's the goal. The government, they want white folk to hate black folk. The government want black folk to hate white folk. So when we say, I hate all white people, or a white person says, I hate all black people, well, what about the good white people? You know what I mean? What about the good black people? What about the people who, the white people who are out there marching for Black Lives Matter and protesting injustice. What about the black people who are married to white people? Are, do you hate those people? You know what I mean? Like, or what about the, the, the biracial people? Do you hate, because they're literally biracial, white dad, you know, black mom or black mom, white dad. Like, so where do, you, where do your feelings stand for people who are literally half and half? And so that's what they want, is my point. They want us to have that hatred mentality. And that is is how they can control us. And that's how they have been controlling us and will continue to, to control us. Donald, I want to be clear about this. Donald Trump was nothing more than a pawn. First of all, all presidents are nothing more than political puppets. I shouldn't say pawn. I meant puppet. We're, we're the pawns. They are the puppets. P- uh, presidents are puppets being used by the people who really control this country. Anyone who thinks, I just want to be very clear, Donald Trump is, is almost 80 years old, okay? Joe Biden is older than that. So anyone who thinks that any of these old presidents are truly running the show don't understand how this system works. Presidents come and presidents go, but the agenda stays the same. There are people hidden in place 
that have been pulling the strings and pushing this agenda for centuries, decades, our entire lives. Presidents are puppets within a system. The system is what's corrupt. The system is what's racist. Donald Trump, if you hate Donald Trump, you think Donald Trump is our biggest problem, you you haven't been paying attention for the, your entire life, and you probably will tune out after he's gone. Donald Trump will be dead in three years, four years. He's going to borrow time right now because the life expectancy is like 70-something. He's almost 80. So Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Like if you really think his, he's like the biggest problem that we have, you got and you're only like 30 years old or 40 years old, you're in big trouble because we got more. It's going to get much worse than Donald Trump. Trust me. And has been worse than Donald Trump. But that's a whole other conversation. Let, let me move on. Let's talk about social media. I want to talk about the raid on the Capitol. My first thing I want to say about that is if your goal, and I put this on Facebook, if your goal is to sound intelligent on social media, it's a pretty good idea to understand the difference between capital with an O-L and capital with an A-L, okay? I mean, we got it. We, I mean, some people just sound so ignorant. And I'm not even just talking about the spellings because, you know, that's whatever. People, some people just don't know. But I mean, although you should know if you're going to use these words on social media, you should definitely know the difference. Don't use, don't say nothing about the raid on the Capitol if you don't know the difference between capital AL and OL. Please, just stop. But aside from that, people sound ridiculous just because they sound ridiculous. They just don't know what's going on. They're, you can tell they're only speaking on, you know, what they have been programmed to think. What do I mean when I say that? I want to, it's funny because I was, um, I do this all the time, but I like to ask people, like, what, like, for example, people say, well, Donald Trump incited the uh, the, the, the riot, the, the violence at the Capitol. I said, okay, cool, for real. Because I honestly, and I said, I haven't been following it like that. I've been focused on some other things, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I haven't really been watching the news. I haven't been watching the speeches. Um, I saw some clips on the news of what happened. But I said, I was like, yo, because I prepare for these shows. I don't know if you guys know, but I like to research and prepare so I don't sound stupid when I'm talking. So I went to prepare and did some research. Like, yo, let me see what what was actually said. You know, so I try to find the quotes. I try to pull up speeches. See, Donald Trump, he, 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 he said this, he said that. I said, cool, let me try to pull this up. Couldn't find anything. And I asked people, I said, well, you say you're inside the, the riots and the violence, right? Like, yeah. So okay. Well, what did he say? Where did like what, what was the, what did the tweet say? One person said, "Well, I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't actually see the tweet." I said, "Okay. Well, you said he inside the the riot, right?" So he said, "Yeah." I said, "All right. Well, like, what did he say? What like what was said? How did he do it?" I said, "I don't know. I just that's just what I heard. I saw the riot and I saw these people wilding out, storming the Capitol, climbing the wall." I said, "I know what they did. I'm not asking you what they did. I'm asking you what he did." I'm asking you what he said. What did Donald Trump actually say to incite this violence? Why can I not get a straight answer? And I'm, again, I'm I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying he didn't say it. I'm not saying he said it. I'm just asking what would I genuinely have not seen the tweets. 
They said he was ban- he's banned on uh, Twitter. They disabled his Twitter account, and they, and they banned him from Facebook based on this in- these tweets that were in- inciting violence. I said, cool, like, let me see the tweets. Were there screenshots? Because anytime a celebrity does something, it's like, oh, this tweet has been deleted, but here's the screenshot of it. You know, you ever see that? Like, it's like, okay, that's what you said, but you deleted it. All right, well, where, where's the Trump deleted tweets? Now, I think it's important to understand that there is a clear, first of all, let me say this, let me say this. Anyone, whether it's a president, you, your friends, whoever, if you literally incite a riot, because that's a crime, okay, that's actually a crime, then you should be punished, okay? So if Donald Trump incited a riot, and we know that there were a lot of other groups that really incited these riots, like these, you know, the, the Proud Boys or whoever else, like, who organized this stuff, and whether or not Trump knew about it, that's, that's where the, the debate lies. Like, did you incite this riot? If you incite a riot, you should go to jail because a woman was killed and people, other, I believe other people were killed as well. If you, anyone who incites a riot, period, you should go to jail. Plain so. If that's Trump, go to jail. If that's you, go to jail. Anyone who incites, whether that's Black Lives Matter, if you incite a riot and you incite violence, then you should go to jail, whoever. I'm just asking, where is, where is the evidence of it? What, the, what was said? I, I'm just genuinely asking what was said. I'm not talking about the stand back and stand by. I'm not talking about that because that's, that's not what we're talking about here. That's not what anyone's talking about when they say he incited the, the, the violence. That's not why he's been impeached for the second time. They're saying, because if you watch, I, I did some research today in preparation for this show, and they were at, they were saying that, like, if you Google what did Trump say about the riots, you'll see a lot of people saying what he didn't say. They're saying that um, it was irresponsible of him not to come on um, immediately and denounce the violence and tell people to go home and tell people to stop fighting. And, you know, and they said he didn't do that fast enough. And I Googled Trump. Trump's comments about the riots, and you see him giving this speech, telling people to leave in peace, but they're saying that that was not done soon enough, and I agree, it wasn't. It should have been done immediately, but that's not what I looked online for. I didn't look online to see what he didn't say. I looked online to see what he said to incite the violence, but I think you guys know where I'm going with this. I don't need to spell it out for you guys. You know, there is an agenda you know that is that's in place here. Let me let me. And I want to talk more about the the, um, the the violence. I want to talk more about the rape. But I want to go back a little bit to the election, if I could. And shout out to you guys listening online, and I see you guys listening um, Facebook Live, like I said, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio. Shout out to you, all you guys listening at home. Um, archive shows are available at DaytonTolbertShow.com. I appreciate the support. Let me tell you, let me just say this real quick. Somebody said um, or or asked, are people really going to listen or continue to listen to a two-hour show, a one-hour show, three-hour show? People like advice and snippets, you know, or or opinions and snippets, whether it's TikTok or these these little five-minute blogs. And I said, that's cool. I said, that's not really me, though. I like, I don't, in fact, I hate that type of stuff because I feel like, this is how I best communicate with people. 
You know what I mean? Like, I like, you guys like hearing me talk. I like to talk. And so that's what I do. And I don't like to rush. I like to take my time with things. I like to get all my points out. So at the end of this broadcast, agree with me or disagree with me, you're going to know how I feel. There's never, you never, no one will ever listen to any broadcast I ever do and be confused about my opinion or be able to say, well, you said this. No, I'm going to be very clear about how I feel. So, so that's that. But I want to go back to the election. And people say, you know, we talk about agendas. I have a hatred for this government of, because they don't care about us. Democrats don't care about us. Republicans don't care about us. The government does not care about us. What, what Kanye West say back in the day? He said George Bush don't care about black people, and he does. He doesn't. Barack Obama didn't. <laughs> Joe Biden damn sure don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that, that's not their job to. It's politics. And so I I, I have a hatred for Nancy. Well, I don't have a hatred, but a strong disdain for Nancy Pelosi and, and Mitch McConnell, you know, um, because for months and months and months, these people played politics with people's lives. You know, they were taught, they, first of all, but I, I debate with a friend, a really good friend of mine all the time because he's very liberal and my views are more conservative than they are liberal. I will never classify myself as a conservative or as a Republican or anything like that. But my, I mean, I'm more of a conservative-minded person than I am if you look at the liberal uh, perspective. And I said, I hate, I can't stand with Nancy Pelosi. I didn't like the stance that she took. He said, what, she said, what do you mean by that? Actually, he said, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, first of all, let's be honest. She said we want like a, what was it, like a $4 trillion, uh, yeah, $4 trillion, three or $4 trillion um, COVID relief bill to be passed. That's what they proposed. Mitch McConnell, I call him Bitch McConnell because he just, he, I can't stand, he, you know, he's like the worst ever, but they're both horrible together. But she asked for, let's say, let's just say three billion, three, three trillion. He said, no, we want, <laughs> we want to do 500 billion. And that was the stalemate for, for, you know, for year for months. And so eventually, and they dragged it out and dragged it out and dragged it out. And so right after the election, right, but, but right before the end of the year, right before everything expired, they, or first of all, they, he offered her in the summertime $1.3 trillion, okay, as a compromise. So they went from $3 trillion to $1.3 trillion. Pelosi turned it down and said, no, we're not selling for anything less than $3 trillion. They said, no, you're tripping. And they're all tripping. But right after the election, after you turn down $1.3 trillion, you settle for $900 billion. Now, what, let me just ask you all, what kind of sense does that make? To turn down $1.3 trillion, but then ultimately end up settling for $900 billion. That might just seem like poor negotiation, right? But it's not just poor negotiation, and it wasn't poor negotiation. If it was, then whatever, we can talk about that, but it's not. 
it was far more deep and far more sinister than that. What they did was they played politics because I think we can all agree that if Donald Trump, he already signed the most comprehensive criminal justice reform bill in American history months ago. But if he would have signed a second COVID relief bill for $1.3 trillion or even $900 billion, I don't. I don't think. I think he would have been reelected. I'm just gonna. And, and I even asked him, like, do you think that? He's like, yeah, you're probably right. And most people are in agreement with that. If that money would have came through prior to November, prior to the election, Donald Trump would still be president. But and they and they knew that, and everybody knows that. So what they did was they sacrificed millions and millions and millions of dollars. For the specifically for the American people, just to get Donald Trump out of office, and that that is that is despicable. I know people who have who have lost everything. I know people who are literally down to their last dollar, starving, unemployed, can't you know keep the electric bill on. They're not getting evicted. Evictions are you know um, you know on hold and everything like that. But it's like. When you ain't got no money, you ain't got no money. You know what I'm saying? And that's tough. And that is money that could have came. And these politicians were more focused on getting Donald Trump out of office than to provide putting money right into the pockets of these people. No, $600 is not a lot. But for some people, it's the difference between groceries or no groceries. You know, it's the difference between having gas for your car, you know, to get to a job and not being able to get to that job. You know, I've been in a position where I've had no money, so I get it. And for these, you know, millionaires to play politics with people's lives, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, is despicable. And and we should all be um, enraged at that. No one should be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? And, and the Republicans to say, you know, um, that that 600 stimulus was too much. These are millionaires trying to tell us that $600 extra a week is too much, and you're getting paid millions of dollars. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So on both sides. See, I'm not one of these weirdos that separates. Oh, Democrats versus Republicans. Democrats are Republicans. No, they're all clowns. They're all all these political people are clowns because they're playing politics with people's lives. Period. There's nothing to fight with these, each other about. It's us versus them. Don't y'all get that? It's not us as liberals versus them as conservatives. No. It's them versus us. Period. That's what it's always been. It's what it will always be. But I just, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there like that because some people, they, you know, they just they they and manipulated by the media. I mean, it's we're watching a movie here, guys. Don't you? I'm gonna talk more about that when we talk about the the the, the protests and the and the riots, the raid. But in every good book, I wrote a book. You know what I'm saying? A, a novel, the love we had. There's a good guy, the main character, then there's a bad guy. 
You know, check it out on Amazon if you haven't read my novel The Love We Had. But in every book, there's a protagonist and there's an antagonist. Every good movie, every story, that's pretty much the formula for a good story. You know what I mean? You got your good guys, you got your bad guys. This is nothing but fiction. Donald Trump obviously is the bad guy. Joe Biden is the good guy. You know what I'm saying? Republicans are bad guys, Democrats. It's it's all fake though. They're all the bad guys. That's the difference. They're all bad. The government is bad. So, let's take a look at you know some other stuff here going on with this, with these with these riots and the protests. Let me ask you a question. Why we? I hate hypocrisy. Okay, I really have a problem with hypocrites, and I have a problem with hypocrisy. And I'm seeing a lot of hypocrisy. I mean, I didn't come all, I didn't wait this long to do a live show to beat around the bush or to sugarcoat anything. You know, I'm, y'all, y'all listen to me because you, you like how I keep it real. I'm going to keep it real and I'm going to keep it honest with you. We have a bunch of hypocrites out here. Let's let's be honest about it. Because rioting and protesting at the Capitol is bad. But rioting and protesting Black Lives Matter is good. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, we got to stop the foolishness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, when Donald Trump was, let me put it in, into a different context for you guys. When Donald Trump was elected, there were protests and riots all over the country. Okay? When Joe Biden was elected, we saw some protests and some riots. Now, now those, you know, the, the riots and the protests were directed at the Capitol, but they were still protests and riots nonetheless. I don't know if people remember that, but the same types of protests and riots were going on when Donald Trump was elected. That entire week, there were protests and riots. And I just, it's just talking to people. It's weird. It's, it's like I'm in the twilight zone or something because people will literally justify one type of rioting now, I'm not talking about protests. The protests are good. Riots are bad. But people will literally justify one type of protest, act like they have the most horrible thing, the, the most horrible view of other types of riots and protests. Like people really act like the country wasn't just on fire a few months ago. You know, I mean, like literally on fire. Um, I mean, it's 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 so crazy. It's almost funny. Like the, the the anger, you know, towards everything that's going on right now. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. The 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 riot, the raid on the the Capitol. But the same way I didn't like that, I didn't like, you know, seeing rocks and bottles thrown at police officers or police precincts set on fire and police cars set on fire and stores burned down and you know, like, I didn't like seeing that either. I don't care what the cause was. I didn't like seeing that. Just like I don't like seeing people. So it's just like, don't have selective outrage. You know what I mean? Keep it real. If you don't like riots, then you don't like riots. Don't not like riots just because it's white folk rioting. But, you you know, I've, heard, I've literally heard black folks be like, yo, tear that shit up. Burn it down. Burn it to the ground. But they burn the capital to the ground, then it will be a problem. It's like, come on! Like, does anybody? Does, does, no one sees a problem with that. Is that not hypocritical? One form of rioting is okay, but the other is not. 
Like, what are we doing here? Like, for example, let me give you a different example. So during the Capitol, the raid on the Capitol, a white woman was shot and killed, right? And I've literally heard Christians and quote-unquote good people being like, oh, well, that's what she deserved. She got, she shouldn't have been out there. That's what she, and it's just like, yo, yeah, she had different political views. Yeah, she might have been racist, but at the end of the day, somebody lost their life. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, somebody died over a situation that shouldn't have happened to begin with. Now, that, first of all, now there was that. Now, but let someone get killed from the other side, Black Lives Matter, it's like, oh, my God, they killed them. It's horrible. But when the white woman is killed, she got what she deserved. It's not what she deserved. Just like it's not, like the black man. See, first of all, here's the issue that I had with the media. Watch this. The white woman, we know her name. We see her face because she's white and she's a woman and she was a Trump supporter. And so her face has been all over the news. But what if, but I'll tell you something. You know what I hate more than anything, more than that? I hate the fact that, and I don't even know this man's name and nobody will ever know his name, but I was, I saw a video and this wasn't on the news. This was just like one of those like, Viral videos from the riots I forget, I don't even remember where it was at But this black Middle, older black guy He was a business owner Black owned business owner in the hood And they were trying to riot and they were, they were rioting And they wanted to break into his business And then Maybe you guys saw this, I saw it That's most, One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life He was pleading with these people To, to leave his business alone Because he's a black owned business it's like, yo, go tear up somebody else. Go raid the Target, CVS. That's not black-owned. Whatever, the supermarket, go go check that out. But this is my store. This is my business. And the guy shot him in the chest. And everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, why are you shooting? And he's laying there. He didn't die immediately. He's just laying there, bleeding out. People are videotaping. Nobody said anything. Nobody helped him. And eventually he died. No police came, and they, somebody ended up um, covering up with a white sheet. So here we have. A white woman who was killed in a protest is national news, killed in a riot, it's national news. And black folks saying, oh, wow, she got what she deserved. Okay. But did the black-owned business owner who died in a riot, did he get what he deserved too? You know what I mean? Like, is that, what, what's the justification for that? Okay, she's, she shouldn't have been, everybody, well, she shouldn't have been there to begin with. She shouldn't have climbed the wall. But he was at his business, a business that he started and put his money into. And we're tearing up our neighborhood, their own neighborhood, to break into his business, not the capital. Let me tell you all something. I put this on Facebook, and I, I mean this with everything. I said on Facebook, I said, I would rather see people protest and raid the capital, destroy the government, raid the capital. Do whatever you got to do in there than to destroy your own neighborhood. You're destroying your local CVS. Somebody might say, oh, well, that's not black-owned, so tear that shit up. Okay, well, the, the, the CVS isn't black-owned, but what about all the prescriptions that are in the that, that, that area? The neighborhood is black. That CVS is in a black neighborhood, so now the old elderly woman that had to go pick up her prescription, 
Now she can't get her prescription because the whole CVS is burned down. Who? How's she going to get her prescription filled? You know what I mean? Or the Target. You know, um, black-owned businesses. You know, Pete, we, I, so I would rather, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, if we have a, if you have a political problem, like if somebody gets killed, even, even this, I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. If a police officer kills a black man unjustifiably, right? Okay. So now you're going to attack police. Now you're going to turn over cop cars. You're going to set cars on fire. You're going to burn down the police precinct. I don't agree with that, but I understand it. This is what police did. So I'm going to target the police. Again, that's not okay. I don't want anybody to think that's okay. That's, that's not okay. It should not happen, but I understand it. Because there's anger there directed towards the police, right? But, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're you're targeting someone who wronged you or your people. That's great. Well, it's not great, but I, again, I understand it. If you have a political problem, Martin Luther King, let's march on Washington. We don't like systemic racism. We don't like the fact that we're you know voter suppression, all types of things. So we we don't like this political system, this political climate, the government. Let's march on Washington. Let's protest outside of the place in which this racist and oppressive system is based. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't destroy your own freaking neighborhood because you're mad at the government. What are you, stupid? No. You do what, you know what I mean? You have a million-man march. You march on Washington. You know what I'm saying? You storm the Capitol. That's what you're supposed to do. If you feel like Right? If you feel like this election was rigged, if you feel like, which Bernie Sanders always you know, says, it's a rigged and corrupt system, if that's how you feel, then go protest there. That's what you're supposed to do. You didn't see them going destroying their suburban neighborhoods or wherever their trailer parks, wherever these Trump people live at. What, what good is that going to do? No, you go to the source. You go to the root of the problem. Did they take it too far? <laughs> Obviously, yes, they took it too far. But I would have, we, but, we, but so did we. You know, I'm not even going to say we, because that wasn't me. That wasn't my people out there burning down their own freaking neighborhoods like apes and baboons. You know what I'm saying? But they also went too far. And so... That's, you know what I'm saying? Is that a justification for what went on in, 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 at the Capitol? No, it's not. Because they also went too far, but it's like, direct your anger where it should go. I'm going to talk about Trump's role in that, you know, in a little bit. But one thing I said on Facebook also was, I said, can we please stop with the, if that would have been black people? Oh, if that would that was white people. So they would have, they would have shot us and. The streets would have been filled with blood and this and that, and they would have just opened fire on us. And they probably would have. You know what I'm saying? They probably would have. You know what I'm saying? People say, well, you know, that would if that would have been us, this would have happened. Well, duh. Of course that's what would have happened. They said if we would have did that, we would have got shot. you damn right we would have got shot. So it's like oh, that's where we live in. 
That's the climate that we live in. We live in America. That's why we didn't do it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point that, that irritates me. If you're really about that life, then be about that life. Don't be fake about it. Don't just use it. Don't be opportunistic about it. If you want to protest, a roll of toilet paper that you stole from Target, a flat screen TV that you stole from Target has absolutely nothing to do with your protest. These people didn't storm the Capitol to try to steal all the pencils out of the Capitol. They didn't steal the, the you know rolls of toilet paper or, or, or paper. They went there to prove a point. I don't agree with that point. But that's but they were about that life. People said, Tariq, he's on the right there. He said we couldn't storm the Capitol without being killed, bro. Exactly. Then don't destroy, don't kill, don't destroy your own neighbor just because you're scared to storm the Capitol without fear of getting killed. Don't act tough. Be tough. Don't act like you know what I'm saying. People act tough burning down a a, a, a police precinct. You know that's that's already been abandoned. The cops are not even there. How tough are you to to, to overturn a cop car that nobody's even in? That, that's not tough. That doesn't prove a point. You see what I'm saying to you? People are right. You're not going to be able to have the same treatment. That, but then you're not tough. You're not really about. You're not. How passionate are you really? If you're scared of being getting killed over it. Martin Luther King was really about that life. Nobody said to him, "Oh, don't do that. We can't. Don't you can't give that speech. Don't give that speech up there on that on that uh, patio or that um, you know what I'm saying? What you call it? Uh, without because you're gonna get a bullet in your head." He was like, okay, I know I will, but guess what? I'm still, I'm really about that life. I'm willing to take a bullet for this. I'm willing to die for that. These people are proving my point. These people are scared to do the stuff that the white folk did because, no, it's not, I get it. The treatment is not going to be the same. But don't sit there and try to act like how passionate you are about something if at the end of the day you're not willing to give your life over it. Malcolm X was willing to give his life over it. Marcus Garvey, these people were willing to give their lives. People act like they're willing to give their lives, but they're really not. Otherwise, they would have stormed the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the whole point of it. You destroy your own neighborhood because you're scared to storm the Capitol and climb those walls. That's easy. It's easy to steal from your own people. But go head to head with the Secret Service and see how well that works. That works out for you. Ain't nobody climbing no fences, climbing walls like Spider Man out here, because they know what would happen. And at the end of the day, it's not that serious for them. But for those people, it was that serious. And a woman actually did give her life because it was that serious for her. How many black folk, how many Black Lives Matter would have taken that same bullet? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying, man. And it's, I, again, I don't, you know, I don't agree with any of the, any of the, the rioting. Protesting is cool, but be more strategic. You know, because and here's the thing: I want to be clear about it. I want to take it a step further. The, the goal of the, and a lot of people don't know this. 
but they weren't just protesting just a protest out there, okay? There was a specific goal or agenda of on that day was the day that the Electoral College was going to confirm, or excuse me, Congress was going to confirm the voting of the Electoral College and make an, and make it official that Joe Biden was the president. So the, the protesters went there with the sole purpose of disrupting that vote. They were going to prevent the vote to make, to make it official that Joe Biden would be the president. That's what the goal was. They didn't just go and like, oh, let's just take a random day at a random time and storm the Capitol. No, it was specifically to stop Joe Biden from becoming sworn, not sworn in, but the, the votes to be made official. That's what the goal was. What's the goal of destroying a CVS? What's the strategy of destroying a black-owned barbershop? What's the, what's the goal of shooting a black-owned business owner in the chest because you're mad at white cops and you're mad at systemic racism? So you go in and kill a pillar of your own community. What's the strategy in that? Makes no sense. There is no strategy. We have to get out of this opportunistic mindset. If there's a riot, there's a protest, we're going to steal a car. And go back and listen to some. I've done a, I've done a live show after every major, you know, tragedy and protest that have followed. Everything that you can think of. Every Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, George Floyd. I've done hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of live broadcasts on all of those topics. Any topic you can think of, I've discussed it live. You know what I'm saying? It's the same show every time. I'm having deja vu right now saying the same thing I've been saying for the last 15 years. It's like, at what point are we better? Because we know they ain't going to be better. You know what I'm saying? We can't expect them to be better because look where we live at. You want better, go move outside of the country. Go move to the Caribbean or something. You know what I'm saying? Where race is not, you know, the way it is here. You could probably move anywhere, and it would be better than here as far as race relations. It's probably the worst place you could be in regards to race relations. But I don't see too many people moving outside the country, though. Do you? You know, but yes, absolutely. I would rather see people protest outside the Capitol, raid the Capitol, than destroying their own neighborhoods, black-owned businesses in their own community. That's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me let me – bring this to you from a different perspective. I mentioned earlier that we're essentially, we're, we're watching a movie play out. Let me ask you a question. How many, my, the number one show from, it said, you know, it, from, in history is 24. There's not a person listening that has watched 24 in its entirety and would say there's a better show ever made than 24. I guarantee you that. It's never. I've never met someone that's watched all of 24, every, all the episodes that say there's a better show than 24. That's just how it goes. Everyone knows it's the best show of all time if you've watched it in its entirety. However, in 24, <laughs> it, it's this whole thing is is, is a plot. From 24 There is so much stuff Whether it's the government shutdown To viruses 
to even trying to invoke the 25th Amendment to declare Trump unfit to be and having him removed. It's all in there, and not just 24, but tons of other shows. This, listen, if you look at The Simpsons, if you look at – and I'm not – you know, I don't even like that word conspiracy theory, but the reality – you can't see something, you know, and act like it's not what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't see something, happen, you know, being written into a fictionalized, what's supposed to be fiction, and then see that actual thing literally playing out in the exact same way and be like, okay, that wasn't planned, because it is planned, you know? And what we have to look at is understand that these people are sick, you know, and they will, they, they love tragedy and they love profiting from tragedy. They don't have a problem creating tragedy to push a political agenda. And I'm not going to, I don't want to get shut down again. I don't want, you know what I mean? Because that's what happens. Every time I go too far, you know what I mean? The show gets shut off. We get some technical. So I don't want to say too much. You know what I mean? That it's, you know, it's a long history of that happening. But I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, it, it's, it's literally like watching. How many of you guys saw um, Olympus is Fallen? Anybody see Olympus is Fallen? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's that with uh, what is it Gerard Gerard Butler? I think his name is. Yo, let, watch watch Olympus is Fallen. If you haven't seen Olympus is Fallen, the 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 plot basically is he's a Secret Service agent, and you know he's tasked with protecting the president, but I think it's the Chinese. It's been several years since I saw it, but I believe the Chinese storm the capital, or the, it was the capital of the White I think it was the capital. You know, if it's the capital, I ain't no more good if it's the capital. It might have been the White House, but I, I'm pretty, I think it was the capital. They storm the capital. They take everybody hostage. They basically over, you know, pretty much overthrow the government. You know, with guns. But this is the Chinese government and Chinese military. And so you see a, you know, he's like the resistance to that. And he is able to infiltrate them and, you know what I'm saying, take take the, the country back and take the government back or whatever. But that's the plot of it. And if you look at it, I'm trying to be politically correct here, but somebody told me a long time ago in government, that nothing happens unless they want it to happen and when and when they want it to happen. And the reality is, if you look at the military, let me, t- let me give you guys an example of what I'm talking about. I mean, it's made, it makes no sense whatsoever. First of all, the FBI watches and the Secret Service watch everything. Um, they listen to conversations. They listen to podcasts. They, they, you know, tap phone calls. They hear, they're trained to look for particular – they have software that picks up certain threats. So they had information. All this planning of these raids and what exactly was going to happen, be clear. They can stop whole terrorist plots just based off of knowledge that they have, okay? They have all types of equipment, all – if you, please do not tell me that you guys think for a second that something like that could happen and be planned 
without someone stopping it, you know, well before it got to that point. I mean, it, it, it's almost laughable to think that people believe that that wasn't staged or that wasn't planned or blatantly allowed to happen. What am I talking? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. So when 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 they when we were they were rioting and looting here in Philly, and I live in Philadelphia. So it, during that week, they had everything boarded up, just over the thought that there might be looting and rioting. Now a lot of these places there weren't even that didn't even happen, um, but they were just being precautious, and so or taking precautions. And they had the military. If you're from Philly, you know Wadsworth Avenue, basically like North Philadelphia. All they had the military. I don't know if it was the National Guard. I'm talking about tanks. I saw a tank in Philly just chilling. People in full military gear. I have pictures of. I took pictures of with my own camera. Um, Rifles, uh, machine guns, walking up and down the avenue. You know, just to prevent the thought of some type of rioting and looting. Now, this is to protect the sneaker villa. This is to protect Snipes or Foot Locker or or places like retail stores. They had the military out there with tanks. This is what I'm saying to you. So that's because they thought there might be something, some type of conflict. So you're telling me on the day that they're supposed to um, make the certify the electoral college votes. You're telling, and they had this information. They had they picked up on the chatter. They picked up on everything. They knew about this that there was a threat. You're telling me that there was no secret service. I'm talking about our Congress people, senators, congressmen, you know, other dignitaries that may have been around, vice president maybe. There were people in there. You're telling me they can make a movie about the Chinese government storming the Capitol or they can have tanks walking up and down the hood, but they're going to allow people to get all the way inside the actual Capitol without getting a bullet out? I mean, where do you draw the line? Is the White House next? There are people, they have, my, my father used to work in the White House. You know the level of security they have in these government buildings? Is anyone, are you even aware of that? They're snipers that can take you out from miles away. So you're telling me, <laughs> yo, y'all, I'm going to leave it like that, man. But y'all, if y'all believe that, man, there's something really wrong. That was allowed to happen. I'm just going to be blunt. That was allowed to happen to push a particular agenda. Okay? There's a reason one person was killed. Come on. Are you like? Are you, I'm just asking. Like, do you, what? Let me ask you a question. What do y'all think is the job of the Secret Service? Seriously, their job is to put their lives or put the lives of these dignitaries ahead of their own. So, if there is a threat to the life of some of these government officials, the job of Secret Service and these other security people. In the, in the military is to protect 
at any, at all costs. So you have people, come on, man, like, stop it. They would have put a, you, people are looking at it from the wrong perspective. You're looking, people are looking at it like a race thing. This isn't a race thing. You're saying, oh, if it would have been black people, they would have been dead. No, if it would have been real, they would have been dead. That's that's the better way of looking at it. If this would not have been staged, it would have, they would have been dead. The goal was not to have a bloodbath in D.C., but trust and believe. Let you or me go up there and try to do the same things or let anybody just randomly try to do the same thing. They're going to get a, a, a bullet in them, a very large bullet, not no 9-millimeter bullet, but a really big bullet. It was not real. Let's just cut the crap. It's all done with a particular purpose. There's a reason why you can't find these tweets from Donald Trump where he, quote, unquote, incited this violence. The whole point of the riot was to impeach him. The whole point. Let me move on. Because, like I said, people who know what's up and people who understand this stuff know, and everyone who's been following the narrative of CNN, you don't want to hear that anyway, so there's really no point. But it's not hard to see, especially if if you've been in the military, especially if you've ever worked in the government or, or any level of law enforcement. You're not going to have people climbing over walls, getting into a government building without getting a bullet in you. That's, there's, there's nowhere in police protocol or in, in secret server, service protocol where you allow that to happen under any circumstances. They would have died before there are, there are secret service people who would have died and government officials that would have died, literally died before they allow someone into or to get that close to a senator, a congressman, vice president, president, whoever. Are people listening to this stuff? <laughs> it's 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 so ridiculous that it's almost funny. Let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you all this question. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not going to be on here all day. Let me just ask you a question. Where, where do you draw the line for freedom of speech? Let me, let me give you a little bit of context behind that. So we have entertainers like, and I'm using the air quotes for entertainers, you know, like the Migos or N.W.A or Rick Ross, or Jay-Z, or, you know, Beanie Siegel, Biggie Smalls, you know, uh, kidnap your daughter, shoot, what do you say, shoot your daughter in her calf muscle, like, you know, that's one of Biggie's most famous lines, talking about shooting, you know, kids, and um, get, we, Cardi B, gang, she's a gang member, you know, glorification of gang culture is huge, whether Snoop Dogg, um, talking about how he's a crip or um, Little Wayne and Baby and all them talking about their bloods and, you know, all this ridiculous stuff. So my question is, because we're talk- we, we are acting like um, inciting a riot or, or glorifying violence or encouraging violence is so horrible. Right? It's so horrible. It's the word what what Donald Trump quote unquote did was so horrible. Then what does that make 
Rick Ross? What does that make Cardi B? What does that make Tupac? What does that make, you know, any anybody who raps about and encourages violence? I mean, this is literally the epitome of hypocrisy. I mean, seriously, turn on your freaking radio. And we have every song, okay, every song, literally every song is either about sex, drugs, or violence. Okay, in the, I'm sorry, in the urban market, the black market, black radio, every song, sex, drugs, or, or violence, every single song. So... Okay, so I said this on Facebook. I said, entertainers that glorify gun violence, drug use, and gang culture on social media, that's perfectly fine. But politicians, not so much. Now, people avoided that that post like the plague because nobody likes to acknowledge hypocrisy. Because, But it, it doesn't get more hypocritical than that. Politicians who incite violence or incite riots and, you know, violence and, you know, anything like that, you know, that's horrible. And they, their, their Twitter has to be disabled. Donald Trump is kicked off of Twitter because he incited a riot. He encouraged violence. But the most popular and most widely played and most successful little baby, the baby, they encourage violence. They've incited riots. They glorify gang culture, gang banging, killing people. But their Twitters are not only alive and well, but they have millions and millions of followers. I'm, where is the justification for that? I'm just asking. Why is one okay? Why are black entertainers, because arguably, the entertainment people have more followers because now we live in an age of media, you know, an age of followers and, you know, all that. These entertainers have way more influence than politicians. You know, I mean, you could, you could add up all of Donald Trump's supporters and Beyonce and the Kardashians and whoever else, they've got more, they, they're going to reach more people. You know what I'm saying? So, but is that the precedent that we're setting, is that politicians or the president can't say certain things, but everyone else, these entertainers, can speak about politics and basically have the green light to say and do whatever they want without any form of censorship? I don't agree with that. I don't agree. See, see here's, here's the, I mean, here's the thing about it. Because even if you want to keep it political, you know, and get away from the entertainment piece of it, I've seen, I have friends, I'm not going to put anybody's name out there, but I have literally, like, friends who who have said, yo, F, F that dude, F that Trump supporter. I, I want to shoot him in the fucking face. I'm like, yo, what? I'm like, what do you say? What do you say? Yeah, I mean, you want to shoot him in the face? Why? Yeah, fucking Trump supporter. He's racist, racist bitch, racist fucking cracker. Like, damn, yo, you all right? Yo, you, that, all that, though? He's like, yeah, fuck that name. Like, okay. So you want to shoot him in the face just for being a Trump supporter? And it's just like, that. that's someone I actually know. 
But imagine how there's millions and millions of other people who feel the same exact way about violent, from a violent perspective. So, and, and those, a lot of those are supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's, and I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter is a racist or violent group, although a lot of supporters of that movement have very, very violent ideologies, you know, and, and are not afraid to speak on those ideologies. So why are those people not being censored? Because at the end of the day, a lot of these protests end up turning into riots, just like this protest at the Capitol turned into a riot. It turned into a, the storming of the Capitol. It didn't start out that way. Just like none of this stuff starts out that way, it turned into that. So at what point are we going to start censoring all forms of violence? Not just political violence, but all forms. So, like, you see what, get what I'm saying to you? Why is it okay for a song, if we're going to censor Trump and ban Trump from Twitter, how about if Black Lives Matter... Let's stop playing the music that encourages violence. I'm just asking, if Black Lives Matter, why are the most popular songs in the black community about violence? Why is gang culture okay if Black Lives Matter? What part of the game is that? You know, and so like I said, you know, encouraging a protest is not the same as inciting a riot. Encouraging protests is what Dr. King did. Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is Dr. King by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm not saying he didn't incite a riot. I'm just saying, me personally, I haven't seen the tweets, and I would like to. So inbox me, shoot them to me, email me, askdaydon at gmail.com. If you have the deleted tweets or some type of, you know what I mean, let me see them so I can make a, but in preparation for this show, to, to date, I haven't been able to find any inciting of a riot. I haven't. But again, if you have it or you've seen it, let me know. But you see, you see the issue with the hypocrisy, though? So, I guess that's it, guys. Let me get ready to wrap it up. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening in. Um, I want to say, just I guess in, in closing, and encourage people to um, you know, don't forget who you are and what you stand for. Because at the end of the day, you know, the government, the media, they want us to be, you know, zombies. They don't want us to think. They don't want us to feel. They want us to forget, and, and not even forget, but forego our spiritual, you know, convictions and our morals and our values and to embrace whatever agenda that they put in front of us. They want us to be angry. They want us to have hatred. They want us to look at, let me just say this generally speaking, I'm not going to sit here and focus on all the negative that ha happened to me in 2020. And it's it's crazy because you see these commercials with the devil. Like, oh, Satan, is that you, Satan? It's like, oh, 2020, is that you? She's like, call me 2020. Like, they're they're basically saying that 2020 was the year of the devil, essentially. <laughs> they want us to be depressed. They want us to focus on how bad this was. And there's nothing. My father died this year. I, I could 
you know, the last year, I can go down the list and name, you know, not so good things that, you know, happened. But the way I'm wired, the way my spirituality is wired, the way that the Bible instructs us to be, instructs us to be is to be joyful always and to give thanks. No matter what the situation is going on, not to be depressed, not to be fearful. But I live. A, I told you. I say all, all the time. I live a great life. In a lot of ways, 2020 was the best year of my life. In, in many ways, some ways it was. Many ways it was not good, but in a lot of ways it was great. It was a blessed year, just like 2021 is going to be a blessed year. And if you, I'm pretty sure if, if for many of you, you could say the same thing if you choose to. Or if you choose to look at it from a depressed standpoint, a negative standpoint, you could do that too. It's all about what you make it. It's all about your perspective. And it's all about eliminating, like I said at the beginning of the show, eliminating negative people and negative influences from your life and surrounding yourself with positivity and positive people. So that's it, guys, man. I thank you all for listening in. Yo, um, follow me, um, Ask Daydon on YouTube. Um, at Daydon Tolbert, Instagram, um, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, add yourselves to the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. We have a lot of great and interesting discussions on there. Um, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, be blessed, man. And I will talk to you all. I try not to go as long without doing a live show. I have a lot of topics for 2021. I'm trying to stay away from the politics. You know, I, I got to stop just doing these shows every time. Um, something crazy happens politically because that kind of dominates the, you know, the topics, but I, there's so much stuff. I want to talk about finding love in 2021. Um, a lot of, a lot of dating and relationship topics. I'm going to come back live and, um, and talk about. So uh, follow me and I will uh, see y'all next time.
Motivated you, girl. 